you know, I spent a lot of time recently skimming through lists and some of the older pockets. I swore I've done this before. Maybe I did it on a YouTube thing, or maybe I just somehow missed it. So if you've heard this before, I apologize, but I don't think I've done this. But it's to understand certain things about the art of persuasion and elicitation, which is our strategic use of conversation, meaning conversation with intent to extract information. Extract. We're trying to get information out of somebody. They don't want to give. And we want to do it discreetly, meaning they don't know we're doing it. And we have a specific purpose with that conversation, a specific conversation, and we get them to tell us things that they don't know that we want. And sometimes, as risky as it is, sometimes we lead them believing we wanted something else entirely. But that's elicitation. Getting people to give us stuff they don't want to give, having no idea what we're looking for in the first place, and not even know they did it. So how do we collect information that's not readily available? Without raising suspicion. Letting people know their specifics we're looking for. This isn't rare, but it is definitely part of persuasion and influence theory, the fine art of elucidation. It's definitely not uncommon for people to find information about somebody, whether part of their nature or on purpose, and the other party has no idea that it's gone on. It happens all the time discovering things about people. A person can naturally talk to somebody. That truck driver that can pull over and know everything about everybody in the parking lot in 15 minutes has some natural abilities at these things or maybe just conversational skills and may not even be much of a listentation. Most people don't protect their own personal information anyway, but there are people that are protecting information we want to get it from. At least in my world and the places I've been and where I've come from, but this may be of use to you. Whether for entertainment value, to get that whole story from somebody who doesn't want to incriminate somebody else or themselves, or perhaps this is something you need in a more serious situation. Wow. I need to drink some coffee. Throat's a little dry. Maybe you just want to find out some simple things about that surprise party, whether or not, does he like me? Some extra details somebody doesn't want to share. I try so hard not to do it, and it's so easy when you have some practice and some skill. Now, while there's ways we can do it, part of it is setting people up and distracting them mentally while keeping them engaged in the conversation and not getting distracted from the conversation. Yet they are distracted mentally based on how you're making them feel, which are mostly positive, and getting them to kind of loosen up a little bit, like being polite, making them feel appreciated, showing off to get their attention, perhaps even correcting them sometimes, as long as you do it the right way. There are things like assumed knowledge pretending to know. Pretending to know things in a way without being too much of an ass to get them who is the expert to explain it to us. There's also that bracketing idea of going high and low and to get a more specific answer. Kind of the same idea as negotiating. You're just taking both points of view of the high and low number to getting them to tell you what the one in the middle is. Very difficult to do, so watch out for that one, which is mainly because it's so obvious. There's also the one-up stories one-upping somebody. Maybe if you one-up them correctly without going too much and, you know, not making them feel too bad, they might go ahead and offer that extra detail. Challenging criticism can inspire the defenses and sometimes we'll get people to go on the defensive by releasing that information to prove themselves. It wasn't uncommon as one of our interrogation techniques where we'd get people to prove who they were by telling them they definitely weren't that person and insulting them along the way, usually, on why they couldn't be them. Or trying to convince them a thousand reasons why they knew they were this Bob the Terrorist, 
when we knew that's not who they were. We wanted them to admit they were Billy the terrorist. And then they would help us do that. The other thing is willful ignorance. Basically, giving out false statements you damn well know are not true, but you know they will correct you on and know the truth about and perhaps will maybe even slightly get upset, but not too much, and kind of overindulge, overemphasize, give a little bit too much up on explaining to you the correct answer of what you're doing without starting an argument. This type of inspiration of ignorance is basically, that's what I call it, but you're, you're trying to get them to educate you. It's almost a student-teacher relationship, but you're doing a short conversation, not to establish a relationship. You're just trying to get information. So part of the reason I said persuasion influence theory, which is a class I built, there's been many classes like this before, but it falls under the idea of persuasion is what elicitation is. And everybody gets persuaded every day some way or another, usually some kind of ad marketing plan to get you to buy something. Or, you know, that convenient candy bar you haven't had forever is just sitting there at the checkout stand. And sometimes we resist, and sometimes we resist other people's attempts, but not always. It's just understanding that persuasion is part of life. It is natural. It's usually instinctive, and it is usually unplanned. So part of this, what you're doing when you're learning these skills, is you have to remember that that's what you want it to be, instinctive and unplanned. You want it to be appear that way. If a pro was looking at you, they would just presume through their skills that this is who you are, you're not trained, and you're just acting the way you normally act. You're basically convincing them this is your baseline when it is not. And then perhaps you'll get some more information because, hey, what are you going to do with this anyway? You're not that smart. If you get them to think that, sometimes that works. Some of these are dangerous to do. It takes a lot of practice, like attacking them, basically. You know, you want a good offense? Go on the, you know, or best defense is good offense, whatever, the opposite of the actual saying. Or types of bad ideas, you know, uh, expire debate by explaining that something's flawed or not going to work, or you can't convince me of that, or how are you going to possibly convince me of that? How are you going to convince me? Things that are a challenge that will get them to go on the defensive, but be in a debate, a professional discussion about it. You know, exactly the opposite of what happens on the Twitterverse. You know, Twitter's not a real place. And I should say that to point out that this is for conversations face-to-face, even, you know, Zoom calls. You try this on social media, it's not going to work for you. Almost never. So much more delicate and vague and planned to even get that to work. And it's still hard for people to know what they're doing. Don't try this on Twitter. You're not face-to-face. People are fake on there. It's not a real place. People are mouthy. Almost nobody communicates, as far as regular people, the way in which they would in person. Most of them are only especially ones that are negative, argumentative, or just outright attack people for no reason, blah, 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 would never do it in public, never do it in front of a bunch of other people, or definitely never do it to that person's face. That's why these things don't work. But it's also why when people try this stuff, guys like me just hammer them. Sometimes you can overcomplicate your conversation, works, making things complicated, when you're trying to get information, so that the person was willing to, okay, let me, let me dumb this down, let me simplify this for you and through simplification which makes it feel like they're not overemphasizing they will sometimes give up that tidbit of information they were trying to protect thinking that if this person's so simple-minded giving them this little bit isn't going to hurt they're not consciously thinking that but that's kind of how that justification process goes for oversimplifying and releasing information to somebody that's making something bigger than it really is also just showing confusion can make this happen or appearing 
easily confused as though this is too hard of a conversation, but you really are interested and just want to kind of understand. And sometimes requesting them to educate you through that confusion can make them choose to go, oh, this might be too complicated. And then through that, they oversimplify and screw up and give you that piece of information. Sometimes too, you can tell by the questions you ask and especially if there's a lot of them that there are questions some people are really opening to give you information and vague on others and it'll tell you what they're kind of protecting about themselves. Okay, no problem. Don't be so direct with those vague areas and try to sneak around that. Come in from a different angle or from the back and find a way to get them to fess up some of that when you're practicing with normal conversation about whatever to whoever. Now, there's always going to be some form of resistance. You're going to see it right away, especially in that example when you can tell that they're hiding something. Right. And don't do a direct challenge to that. Oh, are you hiding things? That's a bad idea. Shuts down conversation, kills rapport, lets them know you've seen what they're doing and they're going to start protecting it even more. So there are things that you can do in these situations. And also you can do it if you're that person, basically they're trying to elicit and you want to break from that and can't get them to stop. Want to be nice, but you don't want to be rude. I mean, me, I'm like, shut the fuck up, get out of my face. You may not be that person. So things that can work for both parties or even one or the other. Certain things are like conditional delays, delay the conversation. Same idea as when you're upset, two people love each other, starting to get really upset. We need to take a break. I'm going to go outside, mow the lawn, whatever. To And, and you put conditions on it to when you're going to come back to that conversation, which you may, you may not ever come back to. Some people do the reversal method where basically... They take the same, usually a challenging or direct statement and rephrase it or switch words around, throw it back at them. It works a lot. I do it to people. I hate it because it's so obvious and dumb, but for some reason it works. Simple humor or awkward humor sometimes breaks that tension and that situation or the awkwardness of it. You know, awkward humor creates more awkward to an awkward situation and kind of then brings it all back down to common normal. Sometimes that works with people. Another thing you can do is kind of do a little reset by kind of falling back from your justification or your reason or your resistance where you can say, you know what, you know what I was resist. I mean, you're not saying it, you're not using these words, but what you're communicating is I was resisting what you're saying for this reason. I'm going to, I'm going to withdraw that reason at this point. You've convinced me type situation, communicating that effectively. Sometimes people feel that moment of success and then they'll back off. Definitely not something you want to do to somebody you're trying to get information from because they'll be like, all right, they got everything they wanted. And then they go back to zero and you got to start over. So sometimes people will say things like, oh, well, you're just insinuating this. And it's a huge leap. They don't understand. They're not listening to your words. A lot of times it's manipulation. Sometimes they do not realize that they're interpreting things incorrectly and are resistant to it. Most of the time it's manipulative. So some people then what they'll do, especially when they're trying to learn and understand, is they'll say, well, do you mean this? They're trying to tell you what they're hearing and interpreting from it, believing everything needs to be interpreted because we all do, except for when we say it. And it's to get you the chance to help them understand. So while that's more honest and usually a very therapeutic approach compared to, oh, well, what you're saying is, is we can take advantage of that situation. So what you do is you take that more honest approach even when you're faking it. The idea that what you're doing is trying to understand them better. And with subtle changes, you can insinuate their meaning. You don't challenge them with an insinuation. You don't use anything that overt or direct, but you try to get them to even believe themselves 
they're insinuating or doing something that might be wrong morally or ethically or just inaccurate to the point that because you're showing attempts to understand them, that's how you get them to rephrase, re-explain. And through that mistake of falling into that trap, they give you that information that you're looking for. And the biggest thing about it is remember discreetly, we're not direct questioning. We're not obviously answering yes or no questions. We're trying to have a conversation. We're not trying to get to the point of sneaky where you're going to ask that one golden question that's going to get us the prize. It's not going to be one question. It's going to be a lot of questions. It's going to be you piecing things together most of the time. These conversations might take 10 minutes. Sure, if you're lucky. could take 10 hours over multiple meetings. It just depends because we've got to build rapport. We're obviously looking for deception. We're trying to figure out what they're trying to hide, especially if they know what they're trying to hide. Is that really what I'm even going for? Because that makes your life easier. Oh, they're trying to hide this? I don't care. Or they're trying to hide this? Like, so you're an Intel guy. Oh, they're trying to hide this? I better tell somebody they're trying to hide that because I don't know if that's important. But I'm still going after my piece of the pie and using some of these skills and techniques to keep the conversation going, keeping them engaged, but keeping them completely unaware of what you're actually for, what you're getting, what you want. And then remembering that when you do get the golden nugget, don't walk away. What people remember are the last parts of interaction with you. A lot of people, when they do interviews, want to be the last person interviewed so the freshest in their mind. The freshest thing in their mind about the conversation is the last thing that happened. So when you get the gold nugget and walk away, they might figure that out. So you got to artfully hold that conversation without changing how you behaved. Don't change the baseline. You've given them a baseline through manipulation, questioning your behavior. Don't change that either. Just keep going. Don't try to go deeper. I got my nugget. Do whatever you need to do to maintain how you're behaving. Keep that going on for a little while. Maybe even another meeting on another day. Just to reinforce the idea that you're this person acting this way and they have no idea you got the golden nugget information from them. So that's the other thing that'll get you caught. Walking away right when you get the stuff figured out. If you like this episode, don't forget us a like, share, heart, whatever your platform is using and make sure you let people know you think will enjoy this material. Give us a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're at. And don't forget to check out the show notes and check out dmrpublications.com. And we will be back again shortly with more information right here on Grayman, Hiding in Plain Sight.